immersive audio podcast. In conversations with industry thought leaders, practitioners, artists, academics, and entrepreneurs, discussing all aspects of this rapidly evolving industry, from art, science, and business to practical insights and project case studies. We aim to inform, educate, explore, and unite the community. Hello, my name is Oliver Cadell, and welcome to the final episode of this three-part series, exploring the world of immersive audio in automotive with Ambio Mobility. In this episode, we're going to assess the business side and the value proposition the Ambio Mobility technology brings to regular customers and look at the new opportunities in automotive for the audio creators in the immersive community. But first, I'm chatting to Hans Martin Booth, who just had the car demo, and I was really keen to hear his first impression. My name is Hans Martin Booth, they call me Buff in the UK. And I've been a recording engineer and music producer since the early 90s. I started in America. I worked for a long time for a guy named Prince and did his stuff. Moved back to Germany. Uh, worked with lots of people there. My last project is the upcoming album by the Scorpions. And having been in it for so long, I always was very skeptical when it came to the concept of more than two speakers or more than stereo in that way. Because I couldn't imagine, I still can't imagine, a lot of people having more than two speakers in the house properly set up, them sitting in the middle to enjoy music. Most people, you know, enjoy music as a soundtrack to their lives. So they're on the tube or they're in the kitchen or whatever it is they do. So that wasn't it for me. And I have to admit, you know, I've done mixes, 5.1 mixes over the years that were all right, but nobody ever knew. Um, I don't know if ever anybody ever listened to them. Certainly the artists didn't because they didn't have a setup. So I figured, okay, that's not it. And then about four years ago, um, a friend of mine played me some binaural um, mixes of songs I knew. And I thought that was a game changer because if you can do this on headphones and you can do it as the soundtrack of your life, you're always in the sweet spot. There's nothing you can do wrong rather than reversing left and right. So I went for it. I wrote a book about it. Um, that I'll hopefully translate into English one day. Um, I made an album and gotten really into it. And what really interests me is um, not taking existing music that was made for mono and stereo and push it to places in the 3D audio realm, but rather to make music for it. And we talk to really interesting folk like the ones here at Sennheiser. Well, you just came back from the car demo can you share your initial impression? Well, first of all, I thought it sounded really good. You know, me being a recording engineer, producer, of course, I had to nag about this and that. But generally, I thought they did a really good job. And I do like the idea of making the experience of having 3D in your car not necessarily completely dependent on which speaker, whatever setup you have, but to create a way of presenting 3D content in cars and Sennheiser being that bridge between the content and the car rather than the car itself. And I think that's really, really cool. Um, what I heard I really liked, I personally am not sure about some of the preconceptions that are part of the thought process of developing certain 
ways of listening to music, to 3D music right now, namely the upmix, meaning taking something that wasn't even mixed for 3D, however badly, good, well, whatever it is, and just making it sound as though it were. And even though I'm not sure about that, they did a great job. We listened to uh, Hotel California live version by the Eagles, and I felt like I was in the room, and that worked really, really well. I'm really looking forward to listening to music in there that is made for the car and for 3D. That would really interest me. Because I do believe that uh, music sounds best in the format that it was made for, which is one of the reasons, by the way, why a lot of binaural 3D mixes sound so poor because they're not as good as the stereo thing that they were before because they weren't made for it. I figure if you make something for headphones, mix it for headphones, in headphones. If you make something for a car, check it in the car, that type of stuff. So those those are a couple of the thoughts that uh, I could bring up here, but it sounds really fabulous and, I, and really clever too. I appreciate clever, you know, I've been in long enough. So it's like to think, okay, how do you take a stereo mix and take the bits of it and assign them to the proper place in the 3D realm that takes some musical, creative, and technical wizardry that uh, they did really, really well. What is your view in relation to working with the existing back catalog of stereo tracks versus creating new content for the new platform, a new way of consuming immersive media in the car? Old stuff should be made up for the new. Whereas, you know, part of my thinking is you should augment it. Then you shouldn't be purist about that either. If you have something that was recorded on eight tracks, it won't work well on uh, 3D. But if you may re-record some of it or re-amp, redo whatever for 3D, it may be cool. You know, there is more than just pushing stuff into different corners and with a panner. So that's that's my thing behind it. I'm not purist and say, oh, I must not remix Marvin Gaye's What's Going On that was recorded on 8-tracks, maybe 16, for 3D. But A, I must do it right. And I'm actually much more interested that Anderson Pack makes his next album only for 3D and then also does a stereo version, not the other way around. And then, I think, then in 10 years, 3D will be what stereo is now, which is the standard, the creative standard and the listening standard. Following my conversation with Hans Martin, I was very excited to speak to my next guest, who actually has become a resident guest on Immersive Audio Podcast. And I wanted to hear his view on what's possible for the immersive audio creators working with this new platform. Hello, my name is Hendrik Oppermann. I'm the head of sound at the Ambio Immersive Audio team, um, specifically in the team Mobility. I'm right now based in Zurich, but also share time being based in Berlin. My role, you can see them in three parts. One is representing uh, Ambia Mobility and uh, giving demos and making sure that everything is running smoothly, designing these demos, creating content, uh, making sure that we have nice communications about the algorithms that we design and produce. Um, so. Uh, you can get a grasp of them before you sit in a car, for instance, to make people understand. And then obviously tuning the cars and uh, making sound and um, giving them uh, the touch of magic, <laughs> if you would like to say that. But um, yeah, so so tuning cars is, is, is definitely 
uh, a big part in creating the, the ambient mobility sound signature. We spoke about tuning extensively from all kinds of angles, but I'm particularly interested to hear your view on how do you approach tuning from the content creator standpoint where potentially you're wearing a slightly different hat when it comes to looking at this particular aspect. The tuning process, uh, it's an, a, a very interesting and complex process. And also, as you are an engineer and also working in the studio with immersive audio setups and um, a lot of things bleeding into that from the studio also. So we have um, a complex structure of speakers basically placed in arbitrary spaces in, in a car. So you will never find the perfect speaker setup inside a car. And um, so there's, there's really standard settings like um, time alignment of speakers. So having um, delays, uh, applying EQs and basically the, the, the same process as you would tune your studio at home to, to get a linear and homo, homogenic um, sound field. Um, and then these are the, the first steps and we are creating great sound through that in the car. And this is where we then take it to the next augmented step, which is the application of our algorithms that then go into the cars and, and do um, these amazing things that basically envelop you in sound and create immersion. I'm curious, how do you break down that thought process when it comes to approaching the tuning? Our philosophies um, entail three parts um, in the tuning. Um, firstly, it's the, the sound stage, which is a, a, a huge value um, and where we have uh, great tools available to basically give uh, a, a very natural um, listening experience, the same way as you would have at home with a great hi-fi setup or in the studio. So it's it's the correct representation of the sound field. So your left is your actual left and your right is your actual right and your center is your center. So you will find, for instance, the voice that belongs into the the, the, the center in most mixes, it, you will find that in front of you. And this is true for the driver and the passenger. Um, so we, we, we have really uh, a lot of freedom on, on how we work the sound field and how far we can push it and how we manipulate it. And these algorithms really do sound great um, for really any kind of material that we can use in there. Um, and it's basically just putting you in, in the perfect seat and just create this wide sound stage, which um, is not the case in a, in a regular car. Then the next important part is the, is, is the room model um, in, in our tuning philosophy. Um, a lot of algorithms uh, which try to upmix, for instance, stereo content, they just work with, for instance, like uh, virtual speaker setups and then apply some kind of room to create um, immersion but this then applies reverb to the mix and gives like a, a false picture to, to, to the original mix. There are reasons to do that but I think it's it's a false reasons because uh, it, it can be done differently and, and what we are doing specifically is we are um, making a sound field analysis and then extract the sound sources and also extract um, basically the room information with this, which is in the mix. And then we can create the space 
through this abstraction of the mix and then place uh, the, the space around the listener. The goal is to, to uh, develop for audiophiles and, and we are looking for a new audiophile who's having a lot of interest in, in, in lifestyle and also how they interact with the system. Um, and that we are staying very much true to the sound, um, although we, we have this sound field analysis and, and make a bigger picture inside the car. Um, it's, it's very, very important that we are still staying true to, to what the original um, composition and mix engineer intended to do and to transport it in a greater listening experience inside a car. To me, it seems like what Ambient Mobility has on offer is just the beginning. And I can imagine we can anticipate a much more uh, complex integration of spatial audio formats and uh, in interactive features going forward within the same system and beyond. How excited are you about the possibilities for the content creation? I feel that we are definitely entering a new era um, when it comes to, to sound as a whole. We, we have different deliverables and it's now starting with head-tracked headphones and we have 3 d 3D sound systems uh, which are easy to use like the, the, the sound bar for instance um, and the car and so we are, there's this whole chain where we can um, deliver immersive audio in a, in a very easy to use way um, and it's it's great that the, the passengers can interact with immersive audio on such an, uh, an easy level. And this opens up um, so many more reasons for new content creators to, to work with immersive formats. Um, because there was always the issue on, on how you can deliver what you're doing. And if you're working in 3D, that was very hard. And now it becomes really, really easy and simple to use. And it's, it's having a ease of use and joy of use. And so, so this new generation that grows up with the tools in their hand um, in, in, with the new DAWs that are having Atmos or any kind of other 3D formats integrated, they can just go ahead and produce and compose in different ways um, so that they can actually deliver to these new formats, which are very exciting. There's the potential to generate new genres of content that are specifically coming down to the situations of um, being inside a car and how we experience uh, new content. On one hand, it's not an ideal space for um, a lot of uh, acoustic reasons that you face in a car. But on the other hand, it's the ideal space because you always know where the heads are. They're kind of in a fixed position which is uh, uh, great um, to, to create these experiences. And uh, looking at how automotive is developing and um, self-driving cars and autonomous cars and the time that you get while being transported from A to B uh, is becoming more and more valuable. Um, and so you can actually use that time rather than, than driving. And this is the, definitely where uh, music is, is obviously a very important part to us. And the importance is on, on creating excellent experiences on that, be it in an Atmos format or stereo format, which is basically giving you a, a true and correct soundstage and even more immersed than you would have it in, 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 in a regular stereo setup. 
uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to how we 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 seeing new new mediums entering the car. For instance, also screens. Um, this will be possibly um, an addition on on when when the car is driving on its own, and we, we you can have like a s cinematic experience in connection um, to screens and sound. And a lot of audio only. If you think of a theater play that is just like an immersive theater that is played around you. And I think we also need to rethink on how we produce audiobooks and these kind of things because there's there's a lot of um value and there's a lot of trial and error now in the coming years on 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 getting content produced. Um and I think now, right now, we are concentrating on the formats that are there and to to create these great experiences, being on stereo bases and Atmos bases and whatever may come. Um, but we're certainly open for for new experiences that that will be coming up there. Um, and um, so, if you have any great ideas, I'm I'm always open to hear them anyway. In terms of the production workflow, what does one need to know? Or have in order to start working creating content for ambient mobility. So what we are realizing is that you do not need to know anything about it because we are natively compatible with your stereo mix if you're working in stereo, and we are natively compatible with um, Atmos, for instance, if you're creating a 3D mix and we creating the template to just translate it seamlessly and make a great experience. Um, so there's no worry about that on, on how to interact with the car because it's, it's uh, natively integrated. When it becomes interesting for content creators is when we are saying, okay, we, we have a specific installation that we have been like an audio installation that's going into the car, which is an interesting experience. And because we're creating a, a new kind of audience in there, once the car doesn't need to be driven by its own. So uh, you can have um, any kind of platform, be it interactive or games or um, communication, which is also a big part and, and sound zones. And um, there's so many possibilities and we, we have created a vast set of tools and it's really about finding new ways on, on how to apply them. What this means for people working in immersive and immersive audio specifically and kind of this this new generation of sound engineers um, that are exploring these new formats, it's about always keeping an open mind. Um, since, since I started, it, it was all about uh, VR headsets that provided head tracking and you have regular headphones and now it's more speaker-based systems and then the soundbar came along which is creating a 3D sound field around you and it's really immersive and I can strongly encourage people to to try it and, and listen to it because it's, it's kind of mind-blowing. Um, and then these cars are coming along, you know, and uh, they they have a very, very deep immersion and it's it's important to 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 stay on top of things and trying to learn about the markets and how they develop and what kind of specific solution you can uh, provide um, to that. So stay keen on learning and 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 try to to be open for new tools and new platforms that you develop your content for. 
Lastly, I wanted to talk to the Ambio team about how they feel about the achievement, but also reflect on what's coming next, how the global car industry would adopt the technology, and mainly how much value the regular car users can expect next time they pick up the keys for their brand new motor. Here is Rui Wang. My name is uh, Rui Wang. Uh, I'm currently the customer developer in Ambio team and I'm based in Zurich together with the rest of Ambio team. In short words, I would say I do B2B and B2C communications. So the nature of mobility project actually requires both. On the one hand, I'm responsible for the social media of Ambio Mobility. I need to create content and also reach the two different customer groups. On the other hand, I also assist our business development activities. For example, preparing customer pitch with data for sales and marketing, uh, brand equity and PR activities. So um, especially when it comes to a Chinese customer, so I say I'm a communicator in the team. What is your core message when you reach out to new customers? Our co-CEO, Dr. Andreas Sennheiser, had a very um, good one. I like it a lot. Um, he said our ultimate goal is to create goosebumps. So I find it's so correct for the immersive audio experience we are going to create. It's not just something you can hear, but it's more important that you can feel it. So it's a combination of magic and logic. I'm curious to hear whether or not you've had some counter offers when actually OEMs come to you with some requests and potentially custom built features. For example, once a Chinese car brand came to us and asking if we can help them to deliver the karaoke experience in the car. And that made a big splash in my team because most of my European friends um, had no experience of karaoke. But of course, they, they heard about it. But uh, understanding the needs of users is another story. So I think I'm going to take my team to do karaoke in Zurich. So that's why I think... Um, Going to the Chinese premium EV brands is uh, something exciting and we can also learn a lot from their uh, requirements and the market there. Have you had any challenges communicating to the new customers and trying to explain and uh, illustrate all the benefits that come with this new technology? I spotted a comment under one of our social media posts saying, um, the car doesn't need any fancy audio that would uh, take the driver's attention away from the traffic. That would be so dangerous. Actually, that was a bit surprising to my team because for my team, um, we came from a point that the sound system now is in every car. The demand is there. People need it in the car. Um, but of course, we admit um, we can definitely provide a better solution to um, help assure the safety of the driver, the passengers. So we organized 
a short reply first um, to that specific comment, saying actually, according to some studies, the immersive audio can help reduce the fatigue, which means um, this can also help the driver, the passenger, to keep active, stimulated. And focus on the traffic,、um, but later on, I also felt it's not enough. We have to make a bigger voice. So we organized、um, some study、um, materials,、um, also opinions from our audio engineer to make another post, an official post. To answer these kind of、uh, questions, so we want to let people know we do care about、um, the safety of the user of our sound system, and the immersive audio sound system is actually a plus for your journey. As we are wrapping up, I wanted to ask the team about the biggest challenges they had to overcome, and. Reflect on the key milestones they have achieved. Definitely, the biggest challenges were related to the specific market. As you know, the automotive world is a completely different、um, uh, market from what we were used to, and、uh, the barriers to entry are very, very high, and the competition even higher.、Uh, so we wanted to enter now because. This moment has lowered the barrier just enough to have、uh, a small take for us. So,、um, one of the biggest challenge definitely is to adapt all the the processes in the way we are working to the automotive processes. And、um, we are a kind of small team. We had to adapt to processes that were not in a way part of us. So the automotive requirements also are very stringent and very demanding as well. So, but. Even here, I think our team is is proving to be excellent. And of course, I tell you the good part of the story, because it hasn't been、uh, easy. And especially, we had to convince our team that they didn't have to just do their their job, but also to document it was not an easy challenge. So definitely, this is was、uh, the the biggest challenge that we have dealt with. When I'm thinking about the the challenges that, especially for our future, I think. I don't know if I'm probably over optimistic, but I think in general、uh, the worst is over for us.、Uh, but surely the the next challenges will be to continue to innovate and keep our technology on the top. And、uh, as you know, the pace of technology in the last few years were it was really fast. So, and I think、um, you can never be be behind. So I think this is also a major challenge for us. Try to stay on、uh, on top and try to continue to innovate even. If we will be in the market soon, and、um, because in the past few years we have worked on developing the technology, and we had time also to do research, and now we are definitely focusing on、uh, on a product. But、uh, we shouldn't forget about innovation and keep pushing the boundaries. Since we we started in 2019,、uh, we hit quite a few milestones, and first, you have, I mean, we have to very humbly.、Uh, Acknowledge that we are newbies in this field. Okay, we are very, very well established in the audio market, but our customers are not in automotive until we started Ambio Mobility. So,、um, you know, the new kids on the block、uh, arrive with wide eyes and have to learn a lot.
So I would say we learned uh, at incredibly fast speed because the team is ultra motivated and because we were surrounded by the right partners. And here I can mention one uh, partnership that is, uh, is publicly known, which is with Continental. Continental is a very well-established tier one supplier, as they call it, for automotive, less known for audio which made our partnership uh, perfect. And of course, uh, uh, sitting at the table together with them uh, helped us uh, and, and is helping us understand how the business works. That, uh, and at the same time, I will say that because the automotive industry is undergoing such a drastic change, especially the shift to uh, electric engines, lots of um, the priorities evolve uh, a lot more software, a lot of people change also within the, the companies, the customers' company. So it's not like it's a blank piece of paper that we are entering with. Um, but we arrive at a time when there's anyway a lot of changes and new people to talk to and new co connections to make. So it's not a bad moment to enter. In fact, it's, it's a, a great opportunity. And coming with a different eye, a different angle, uh, is also appreciated. That's what we've learned. Uh, perhaps, uh, you know, you feel comfortable with suppliers who know your field, uh, but at the same time, you meet also with the same biases. We arrive with a fresh eye, and that has been surprisingly well received. And so, of course, another milestone we've been hitting through the, the past two years has been you know, meeting customers and, and, and scoring our first customers. As you probably know, the, the time it takes for cars to be built and releases, uh, you know, you don't count it in weeks, but in years. Uh, but uh, you, you should hear about our first results in 2022, so this year. And knowing we started in 2019, it's a pretty fast pace. So for me, uh, these are in, in important milestones. The Sennheiser brand, it, in its... Uh, Existing products, hardware products, the microphones or, or the, the loudspeaker studio monitors uh, or headphones is a brand for, you know, positioned in the, in the premium segments that it caters to. In that, we are very consistent with the targets we have in automotive. We are talking about premium car lines and, and car brands with whom a partnership with Sennheiser, you know, would, uh, would make sense and be a good brand fit. One of the, my, personal goals, you know. I am a, a geek when it comes to immersive. Um, I've been working on this since I am almost a, a little girl. When we come back from customers' visits with our demo car, for example, and that we, you know, we listen to music on the autobahn in immersive, I tell you, it is such a fantastic experience. And I, I would say that even when I drive, okay, it's not only when I'm a passenger and I can relax, I think... It gives you um, a sense of, uh, it's not that I forget I'm driving, but it's like I'm in my spaceship. I'm forgetting that I'm perhaps a little bored on the highway. Uh, I'm just in my music, paying attention, of course. Uh, happy that uh, the car also has this automatic uh, detection of obstacles and everything. Uh, and um, yeah, I wish that for everyone. And I think that while everyone is now completely used to stereo and will never go back to mono, Soon there will be a time when immersive is just going to be the, you know, the, the minimum requirement. And we are right there for premium immersive audio experiences. Same would, uh, would apply to the fact that when I, um, I communicate in the, in the car, I mean, first of all, if I'm in the back seat, the front row does not always hear me. And that bothers me that they have to turn their, you know, their back or their, their face to look at me and not look at the road when they, you know, they should. Uh, or when I'm communicating uh, 
to a remote uh, distant uh, person uh, through the car system today. I'm in the back seat. It does not sound great. They don't hear me or I have to shout. And uh, I don't always want everyone to hear what the person uh, replies to me. And I would love for our privacy system to be in place. I think we achieved a lot over the past two years in the sense that we really went from zero awareness in the automotive industry without, uh, barely we had a a demo, a proof of concept uh, put together, but really no recognition, especially from a brand point of view uh, in this space. From being uh, an innovative player, not maybe not a big one. It's uh, it's um, we and not until we will have cars on the market. Of course, this is uh, the the long lead times of the automotive industry don't help here, but uh, but for sure with the with the lots of press and positive reviews and uh, also network that we have created for ourselves in the industry for the past two years, we have gone a long way and uh, we are starting now to. Uh, to open doors more easily and be recognized. And uh, maybe also the power of our uh, experience has reached more and more years. And uh, there's a, we, we feel there's more of a pull from the market. I think it's a mixture. I wouldn't be able to pinpoint it to one activity that we did, but uh, it's a mixture of uh, really putting a lot of effort on our brand positioning and keeping uh, it very premium and luxury because as it deserves it, uh, what uh, this is a, the legacy that we have in the, in the professional and consumer fields, but also creating great uh, demo experiences. So really winning the customers over on the emotional side, because we believe it's really as much logic uh, as it is magic. So there is, of course, a software behind it, but uh, uh, the science alone won't do the trick. We also put uh, that layer on top that is our passion for music and 76 years expertise in this industry of uh, bringing emotions to people that really make it different from the the other experiences that customers have heard in the industry. I'm personally very excited to hear what uh, kind of content will be created in the next few years that will be revolutionary to listen in the car. I believe that goes much uh, far beyond uh, stereo music that's being created today and also on the communication side of things there's so much room for improvement that uh, either with uh, with phone communication but also with voice assistance and and so on that uh, that we will see really a leap in the in the sound experience in the car both from an entertainment point of view as well as a, from a communication point of view and productivity as the car becomes smarter uh, and more autonomous, electric, so more silent, I think the cabin will really become a place where people can enjoy media, connect inside and outside the car, and um, maybe work, like enjoy their trips uh, far beyond just driving and being attentive on the road, but really being able to multitask. So. That's, that's a very exciting range of opportunities that, uh, that we are facing and I'm really looking forward to the creative uh, input that we'll get from the community. We'll, we'll hopefully see a lot of new content being created that, uh, that builds up these use cases. So the first milestone that we achieved in this project was actually getting our experience into a real car. 
And this we uh, did most notably with uh, Karma Automotive, uh, where we really went to an actual trade show and presented our solution to the public for the first time. And this was Arma Rivero car that was uh, retrofitted with our technology. It was not yet integrated. So essentially everything was running on a laptop. And uh, But we demonstrated some of our technologies in the real environment and got some very good feedback. And that was definitely a major milestone to show the world, but also, you know, show internally to the stakeholders, hey, uh, we've got something here. There's a lot of things we have to do until we are actually in a car or that we can become an automotive supplier of software. But the algorithms have potential and now we, we can start building it. The second milestone for, for me internally was really when we actually got our, um, our audio engine to a point uh, where... Uh, it had the maturity level that we could use it for for demos. One way that I think we really set ourselves apart is we we take a very artistic approach to tuning. It's not, of course, there are measurements and numbers involved, but it's not just oh, play a bunch of sweeps and linearize this and call it a day. It's it's do the sweeps, do the linearization, and so on and so on, and then really spend a lot of time listening to it. And we're always having uh, a tone meister in there, really having the the critical golden ears to deliver the very best experience in of our algorithm in that specific vehicle. I think there's really a lot of space for for content creators to grow and to lean into or building the story using using space as a key element of the story, knowing that these spatial intents will actually they'll come out the other side, right? They'll be preserved when you hear them inside the car. The car is most people's most frequent contact point to multi-channel audio. Maybe you go to the cinema a couple times a year, but if you have a car, you probably drive your car several times a week, and then you have a such access to multi-channel audio. And this is kind of a bit of a match made in heaven for us because we have we have the algorithms to create spatial experiences. And the car is this place where people have access to multi-channel audio. And now we're bringing these together. What's the best way to find out more about Ambio Mobility and connect with you guys and potentially sign up for a car demo? I would still like to um, separate uh, the customers into two groups, B2B and B2C. For the 2C customers, you can always find uh, the information on our website, sennheiser.com slash ambiomobility, and also on our social media. For the 2B customers, like the OEMs, we created an OEM portal that has uh, exclusive access for the OEMs. So they just need to uh, register on our website for that platform and then we will get in touch with them and grant them the access to more detailed information. And for our highly demanded demo car, you can also um, book for a demo slot on this uh, OEM portal. So currently you can find us at sennheiser.com slash 
mbio-mobility. That's our landing page where you'll find all of the latest information about the system or technology, a brand video, and also that will be updated with news about the partners that we will announce later this year, as well as events and press releases. That's definitely the first touch point that I would recommend getting on. Then also just Keep an eye out uh, for us in the news uh, as we will be announcing new partners and, uh, and launches this year. We have three lined up, um, for one for spring and a couple for, for summer. Uh, we are preparing for events where we'll bring our uh, car on a roadshow with the availability to, to demo to different press or influencers and decision makers in the industry, as well as uh, some events that we believe match with our vision and mission. And uh, we believe have a very strong uh, value proposition for what we do in the brand, in the automotive space. And last but not least, there is also a LinkedIn page available that's called the Sennheiser Ambio Mobility, where you can receive latest news snippets or videos or posts on each of our technology updates or uh, partnership announcements. And uh, that's a platform that we use very actively to engage with our audience. We listen to, to the feedback of users and take on some questions very often. And uh, just a great platform to connect very directly with our interested uh, user base. And that's it. I hope you've enjoyed meeting the Ambio team and learning more about spatial audio in automotive. As always, please check out our podcast show notes for the important links and other useful information. And if you have any questions or ideas, please get in touch with the Ambio team or Immersive Audio Podcast. I've been Oliver Cadell. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to show your support, please consider becoming a Patreon. Not only are you supporting us, but you will also get special access to bonus content and much more. Find out more on our official Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash immersive audio podcast. You've been listening to the Immersive Audio Podcast, hosted by Oliver Cadell. This episode was produced by Oliver Cadell and Emma Reese and included music by Rhythm Scott. Got an idea for an episode or want to comment on something we've discussed recently? Drop us an email at podcast at 1618digital.com or find us on Twitter at iAudioPodcast. If you've enjoyed our show, head to our page on iTunes and leave us a review and rating. It really helps us out. Visit immersiveaudiopodcast.com to access show notes and other episodes and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening.